listening to the Miracle Word Podcast. We believe that the Word of God gives you the power to experience never-ending increase in every area. If you're ready for revelation that will take you to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth, Jr. It's funny because I wasn't even really necessarily asking the Lord uh, to tell me about 2020, but it's like, hey, Mike, PE, South Africa. It's like, as I was, as I was preaching, as I was ministering, uh, it's like it just kept being released as I was preaching it. And so I started to realize and see that the Lord was saying something um, specific and often as I was preaching and declaring um, by faith. And I started to just pray about what I had been saying. And I felt that was the direction. And so I can understand clearly and see clearly what the Lord's got for us planned in 2021. But I wanted to show it to you if you haven't uh, been a part of any of our online services or been there in person. Uh, I wanted to just kind of take you to this and show you what the Lord has, has, uh, has said that we've been saying in these services. First Kings 18 is where I'm going to start today. And then every day this week, I'm going to give you, uh, five of the things that the Lord spoke to me, uh, for 2021 and how to prepare yourself. And you'll understand why here in a minute. Hey, BC, Brittany, good to see you on today. JL Antonio from Namibia. Good to have you on Normans in New Brunswick. Love you, buddy. Uh, first Kings 18 is where we're going to start today. And, um, of course you, you are, I'm, I'm sure very familiar with the passage where, uh, Elijah calls down fire from heaven. Prophets of Baal are destroyed. Um, and then, you know, he wins the victory on top of Mount Carmel. But what you've got to realize the background of this is that there has been a drought there's been a drought that Elijah prophesied from the Lord. And so th- during this entire time, there's been no rain. And then of, of course, uh, as he's getting ready to give his sacrifice to the Lord on top of Mount Carmel, uh, you'll remember the story. He pours water over the sacrifice multiple times, which by the way, was the most uh, what's the best way to say it? Valuable substance that he could given to God, have given to God, not the animal, not the blood sacrifice, but the water that he poured out over the sacrifice because they were in a drought. There was no water. He was giving God the most valuable thing that he could give God. And you know that that's truly, uh, what God received from him because look at the harvest that came back. What does he say right after I can hear the sound of an abundance of rain. It actually was the catalyst that brought, uh, the rain back. It was the catalyst that brought the rain back. What's up Jade. And so I want you to see this now, uh, things are shifting and changing in this story and it goes from a drought into the place of now an abundance of rain. And that's the key. They needed rain. So what does he tell Ahab? Go down, get into your chariot, get back to the city. Don't let the rain stop you. And then he goes to the top of the mountain and puts his face between his knees and begins to pray. The Bible says, and then he sends his servant to look toward the sea servant comes back. I don't see anything. I don't see anything. And then all of a sudden on the seventh time, I see a cloud rising out of the sea, the size of a man's 
hand. And so there you can, there you can clearly see his prayers have been answered. The words coming to pass, but he didn't wait until the skies grew black. As soon as he saw the small cloud, as it were, it was just a big cloud far in the distance. As soon as he saw that, he got, he got down off of the top of the mountain and got all the way to the bottom and the Bible, that's where we're going to pick it up today <clears throat> and listen to what the Bible says. And, uh, as he gets down, the Bible says, and in a little while, this is first 45, first Kings 18, 45. And in a little while, the heavens grew black with clouds and wind, and there was a great rain and Ahab rode and went to Jezreel. Verse 46, and the hand of the Lord was on Elijah and he gathered up his garment and ran before Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. Some scholars say that was 13 miles away. Some say it was 30, as many as 30 miles away. And the Bible says that Elijah gathered up his garments and took off running by the power of the Holy Ghost and outran Ahab and his chariot and his horses all the way from the mountain to the entrance of the city. By the way, a supernatural thing, a supernatural thing. You can't outrun horses for 500 yards, let alone 13 miles. And Elijah, the power of God came upon him and he began to run with divine strength and divine power. And he outran Ahab, which by the way, that's a picture for you because Ahab was not his friend. Ahab was his enemy. That's Jezebel's husband. It was his enemy. And so catch this now. He ran and outran his enemy all the way to the entrance of the city. The power of God came upon him and he ran with supernatural momentum and acceleration. And that's what I'm telling you. Get ready for 2021. What I've been saying, what I hear the Lord saying is, and, and literally I can't, you know, if you know me, you know that I, that this is one of the things that bothers me. I can't stand it. People try to like be all prophetic and rhyme things. And like, I was not trying to do that. It just happened to be that as I was saying it, and that as it was coming out, it sounded that way. But I kept saying this in all of the services and it was, it became a constant theme in all of our revivals that in 2021, we're going to run. I'm going to run in 2021. And I, and this story kept coming to me. I'm going to run in 2021. We're going to run with divine momentum. We're going to run with divine acceleration in the year 2021. We're going to run in the power of God. We're going to outrun every enemy. In Jesus name, we're going to outrun every enemy of our soul, every enemy of our physical body, every enemy of our mind, every enemy of our finances. We're going to outrun every enemy. And so I want you to, uh, I want you to see this today and I want you to put it in the comments. Every person that's watching, I'm going to run in 2021. I want you to put it in the comments section. I'm going to run in 2021 without question. And I'm just telling you by supernatural power, the hand of God is coming upon his people. Those that are faithful. Now I understand this. I, I say this all the time. And if you watch this broadcast, uh, you know, faithfully, you'll know that I say this often. You cannot prophesy, uh, a blank prophecy over the entire body of Christ and expect everybody to come into the fulfillment of it. It doesn't work that way. 
You can't just tell people this is going to be your year of a double portion. Doesn't work that way. It's all done by dedication and obedience to the word of God. And so I want you to hear this for the faithful, for the faithful, we're going to run in 2021. Hallelujah for the faithful. We're going to run in 2021. And I wanted to say this because I said it in several, several of our, our meetings previously, and I'm going to say it to you, and this is going to be a week to prepare ourselves. But, uh, notice that the Bible says here in first Kings 18 and verse 46, and the hand of the Lord was on Elijah, but notice the next part. And he gathered up his garment. He gathered up his garment and then he ran. And so he gathered up his garment, meaning he prepared himself for what God was about to do in him. He prepared himself for what God was about to do. And so I, I began to preach this. I'm trying to remember where, where I believe I was in Texas. Uh, Brandon would remember. I see Brandon on love you, buddy. But I began to say this, that November and December, are going to be two months God's giving us to prepare ourselves for what he's going to do in the new year. I'm not waiting until I get to the new year in order to uh, start with the momentum God has for me or accelerate the way God has me to do. I'm going to begin now. Now that I've got a word, as soon as you get a word, it's enough to begin to move on the word. You don't have to wait. When the Lord begins to speak, be obedient and follow it, be ready to go. And the Bible says that Elijah gathered up his garments. And so the question we ask ourselves now is this, what can we do in these next two months or this next month and 20 days to gather up our garments figuratively? What can we do to prepare ourselves to run? Because if you look at it, that's exactly what Elijah was doing. He was Pulling up one translation, I believe it's the New Living Translation says, he tucked his cloak into his belt. Well, what was he doing? He was preparing himself to run. Preparing himself to run. In the same way, you know, if you're a part of, if you've ever ran a track and field or cross country or whatever, you don't just show up cold on the, on the track or, or, or get, getting ready to get on the blocks. You just walk in off, off the street in your street clothes, and say, Hey, I heard there's a race where, no, you stretch out, you warm up, you get into your running gear. You know, you look at the guys in the, um, Olympics, they wear uh, a specific outfit, the lightest possible outfit they could wear in order to run lightest shoes, lightest shorts, lightest tank top that they could wear to run. Why? Uh, it's like the Bible says, you're laying aside every weight that does so easily beset you. Lay aside every weight. So what are we doing uh, here in these next two months? We are laying aside every weight and we're gathering up our garment. We're preparing ourselves to run and we're going to run. That's right. Misael said, I got my track shoes on. Let's go. I'm, I'm telling you, it's going to be the greatest season we've ever seen by the power of God. And so 2021, that's why I'm going to take these next five days uh, with this word that we understand, and I'll go deeper into it. But with this word, we understand that the hand of the Lord is coming mightily upon his people to run with divine momentum. We're going to outrun our enemies. 
We're going to outrun every wicked thing sent by the devil to destroy us. We're going to outrun everything that's, that was going to be used to take us out. It will not be able to touch us in this new year, 2021. And so don't, don't say, well, I'm going to get, I'm getting ready for some ups and some downs. No, get ready for ups. <laughs> Amen. Put it in the comments. I'm ready for ups and no downs, all ups, no downs. I'm ready for all ups, no downs in Jesus name. And that's what I'm preparing myself for. And so what do we do? It's not just an automatic thing. If it was everybody in the body of Christ would be on cloud nine all the time. That's not how it works. You prepare yourself, you dedicate yourself, you set yourself apart or aside, and then God will use you in a mighty way. And I'm going to show you that uh, from the word as well uh, today and tell you, explain to you why it's not, doesn't happen for everybody, but put it in the comments. I'm ready for all ups, no downs, ready for all ups, no downs in Jesus name. That's right. And see, it's, it's for those that are willing to dedicate those that are willing to stand in obedience to the word of God and see what God will do with them. Look at this now. This is a very, very interesting passage of scripture. I'm in second Timothy chapter two, second Timothy chapter two. And then today we're going to cover, uh, the number, you know, we're going one through five this week. This is going to be number one today, but before I give it to you, let me show you this because it's not, it's not for everybody. Look who it's for. The Bible says in second Timothy two and verse 20 and 21. Now in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honorable use and some for dishonorable. Look at verse 21. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself, see that? Not wait for God to cleanse you. If anyone cleanses himself from what is dishonorable, he will be a vessel for honorable use, set apart as holy, useful to the master of the house, ready for every good work. I want to emphasize that right there. Ready for every good work. I want you to put it in the comments today. I will be ready for every good work. I will be ready for every good work. What do I mean by that? Well, I'm not going to say, well, I'll be a part of some of the things God's going to do in 2021. No, I don't want to be a part of some of the things that God's going to do in the new year. I want to be a part of all of the things that he's going to do ready for every good work. That's my desire. That should be your desire. I want to be ready for every good work, a vessel of gold. That's what our goal is, a vessel of gold. And so what does it take? If anyone will cleanse himself from all things that are dishonorable, then notice what will happen. They will be a vessel of gold. They'll be ready for every good work. Hallelujah. Every good work. That's going to be you and that's going to be me in Jesus name. And we're going to run with divine momentum by the power of the Holy Ghost. And so if we understand that, that God has a desire for us to run with divine momentum, divine acceleration. Now look at this because I I want you to, let me define it even a little bit more clearly. 
Look at what happened here in this story. The Bible says that he outran the king's horses and chariot. So the king and his wife who wanted to murder the prophets built gallows to hang the prophets. That was literally uh, their desire. And the Bible says Elijah outran them and he outlived them. Hallelujah. Outran them and outlived them. You know, not only did Jezebel die, the Bible says dogs ate her and crapped her body out on the ground. Literally the end that should have come to her came to her, but Elijah outlived her. She had a desire to kill the prophets, her and her husband, wicked people. And notice Elijah outran the king. And that's a picture of what's going to happen. Everything that's set aside from this antichrist agenda to destroy the church, to destroy you and your family, what the devil has planned to destroy your mind or your physical strength or health, your finances, you're going to outrun every enemy of your life. Maybe the enemy has a plan to drag you back into a life of sin in 2021. You'll outrun that antichrist agenda. Maybe the enemy has a plan to attack you with sickness and disease in 2021. You shall outrun that agenda in Jesus name and run in healing, run in health. Maybe the devil's got a plan to try to destroy your peace and your joy and bring you into depression, anxiety, and suicidal thoughts in 2021. You'll outrun that plan in Jesus' mighty name. Maybe the enemy has a plan to destroy you financially, bring you into bankruptcy, or cause you to be in crushing debt. You'll outrun that plan in 2021 in Jesus' mighty name. The faithful will outrun every attack of the devil, and it'll be all ups and no downs in Jesus' mighty name. That's the plan. That's the plan. For the path of the just is a shining light that shines brighter and brighter until the perfect day. Proverbs 4:18. The path of the just, that's our path. It gets brighter and brighter and brighter, and that's the key. And that's what I want you to see today. It's going to keep on getting brighter and brighter and brighter. And so, I'm going to give you these five things that you should be doing um Every day, in my opinion, preparing yourself for the new year. Keep them in your spirit. Keep them on your mind. And watch what God will do. So today's going to be number one. And then every day this week, which you're not going to want to miss any of these days, every day this week, I'm going to give you another one, parts one through five, of what we need to do to prepare ourselves for the best year that we've ever had. By the way, today... Uh, as I'm going through these things. And if you want to put these down in the, uh, in the comment section and in your notes, uh, I'll give it to you now. But today's uh, point, number one, the number one thing we need to do before the new year hits and before we get into uh, this next season is know your direction. That's today. That's what we're dealing with today. Know your direction. And you could better say it this way, because as I'll teach in a moment, it's, you'll see that these go hand in hand. Know God's direction. Your direction or the direction for your life is God's direction for your life. We're going to deal with that today. But don't go into 2021 wondering which way you're supposed to go. You want to maximize what God's doing for this new year? 
You want 12 months of momentum, 12 months of acceleration, then know your direction before you ever hit the year. Know your direction before you ever hit the year. We're going to deal with divine direction today. And uh, I'm going to show you some things from the word of God that are going to help you immensely as we're going into this uh, next season. But I do want to say, and there's all kinds of great books written on this, but if you have the ability to do it, this book uh, by Bishop David Oyedepo is a phenomenal, it's not even, it's not that big. You know, it's maybe 130 pages, about four by six. But this book right here, which we will link into the description if we can find a link for an online, uh, an online sale of this book. Sometimes his books are a little difficult to get, but they do have a store in New York City uh, at their church in New York. This book right here is phenomenal. It's not, it's not only one of the best books I've read on uh, direction, divine direction, and that's what it's called, Understanding Divine Direction is the name of this book by Bishop David Oyedepo. Um, I'll read you the back. Dr. David Oyedepo prescribes a scriptural path for sweatless triumph in life in this book. One of the greatest tragedies that can happen to a man is to lack the knowledge of where he is going and how to get there. You must pay a price for every wrong step you take, he says. Conversely, every right step in life guarantees profit. In this book, your need for knowing the steps to take in this life will be fully satisfied. This book, it's not only one of the best books I've read on the subject of direction, it is extremely convicting, especially when you get to the end uh, of the book, when it talks about uh, access to God's voice and then his last chapter. Chapter eight, rise up early. <laughs> this is one of the most uh, convicting books and shows you how to walk uh, in the direction of God. If you don't know, if you're watching this or listening to this and you don't know who Bishop David Oyedepo is, he's the pastor of one of the largest churches in the entire world. Uh, and if you go, you can go online and find his ministry, but uh, he's, he's the pastor of what, what's unofficially known as Winner's Chapel. Faith Tabernacle in uh, what they call Canaan land, Ota, Nigeria. Um, the building seats 55,000. They've got uh, 40,000 that out, sit outside under tents. Every Sunday, six Sunday morning services, preaching to almost half a million people every Sunday live, not on live stream, live at the location. And um, one of the things that he operates on and has always operated on, thank you, Brandon, I appreciate that. Um, one of the things that they operate on in their ministry is this thought. And I want you to write this down because this will help you. It's helped me. And this is one of the mottos that they live by in their ministry. And by the way, their ministry has exploded all over the world and in Nigeria, God's using them and blessing them. But one of the things they, they say is this, if God can't take me there, may I never arrive. If God can't give it to me, may I never have it. And if God didn't tell me to do it, let it remain undone. And so let me focus on that last one because of what we're teaching today. And this is what I want you to write in the comments. If God didn't tell me to do it, let it 
remain undone. That's hard for some people to wrap their mind around that thought. But let me say it again, and I want you to write it down. This is extremely important. If God didn't tell me to do it, let it remain undone. Let it remain undone. And they base that off of what the Bible says in Psalm 127. And I'll take you there now. Psalm 127. And uh, you, I'm sure you know this by heart at this point. Psalm 127 and verse 1. That's right. If God didn't tell me to do it, let it remain undone. There's nothing wrong with allowing things that are not your calling to remain undone. Listen to the verse, Psalm 127, verse 1. Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. So let's just stop right there for a minute. If God's not building it, don't build it. If God's not doing it, don't do it. You know, one of the things that really affects people negatively is that people see a need in the world. They see a need. They see something, either something that's a need or something that they could do. And I'm going to deal with something that most people never talk about today. They either see a need or they see something they could do. I have the ability to do that. I have the ability to do that. So maybe I should do it just because you can do it doesn't mean you should do it. Write that down and and never forget it. Just because I can do something doesn't mean I should do something. They either see a need or they see something they could do. But let me, let me drive this into your spirit again. If you've not heard me say this before, I will say it again. A need does not constitute a calling. A need does not constitute a calling. I'll give you an example that I give all the time that makes sense. So people can see what I mean by that. Um, I understand that in many nations, uh, because of sickness, disease, and poverty, there are orphans in other nations of the world, all over the world. Do we need more orphanages? Absolutely we do. No question we do. Do we need to care uh, for those? Yes, we do. In fact, the Bible commands us to care for widows and orphans. And of course, our ministry sows uh, to bless the poor and we feed you know, hundreds of children every day. But here's the question. Just because there's a need for more orphanages around the world, does that mean because I see that need and recognize it, that I should automatically then begin to make that a part of my calling? No, absolutely not. Unless God speaks to me specifically to do that thing, I should never attempt it. You hear what I'm saying? It's one thing to sow towards it. If you got, okay, so-and-so's, now they're building orphanages in, in whatever nation. You say, you know what? I believe in that calling. I believe in what they're doing. I'm going to sow seed into that. Okay, that's different. 
That's not me making that a part of my calling. Say, well, you know what? Now I'm going to spend three months of the year every year over in that nation, uh, overseeing the building of orphanages and overseeing and administrating that vision. Uh, I'm taking that on. That's a different thing because now I'm stepping into doing something that God never told me to do. And that's a major problem, major problem, because what ends up happening is that people get involved with things that God never spoke to them to do. And so because it's not his calling or it's not his purpose, watch this, he's not required to provide for a purpose that he did not create. God is not required to provide for a purpose he did not create. Please put that in the comments section. Please put that in the comments. God is not required to provide for a calling or a purpose he didn't create. That's exactly what we need to hear today. Because let me just tell you something that happens to people uh, because, and I've seen it happen over and over and over again, over and over and over again, is that there are people who have a calling from God, they have a purpose, but Here's a dangerous thing. They get bored in the midst of their purpose. They get bored in what God's called them to do. Maybe they've not been seeing the increase uh, that they'd like to see. And so maybe the, the natural excitement of doing the thing God called them to do is no longer there. The honeymoon phase is over, if you will. And so because people get bored in what they're actually called to do, they'll look around and find other things that they could do that actually may renew that fleshly excitement again. And so they're like, oh, what can I do to, oh, you know what, I'd really like to do that. I'd really like to get involved with that. And all of a sudden the fleshly excitement is back because you're doing something new and you're doing something that's uh, fresh to you and you're like, oh, and you, and you start to feel a fleshly fulfillment because you're doing something that's new, but God never told you to do that thing. And so the problem is that he won't provide for that because he never called you to do it. Yes. Joel, Pastor Joel's saying that it's absolutely true. God pays for what he orders, but because what we're teaching on today, put it in the comments this way. God only pays for what he orders. Put that in the comments. God only pays for what he orders. Just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do something. So, so important that we catch this. This is, this is like 90% of the battle for people. And you know, I can prove that to you is that, you know, anytime I'll, I meet somebody that's a world changer. Anytime I meet somebody that's got a ministry that has shaken nations or shaken the world, I always ask them the same question. I did an entire podcast on this, but I always ask them this question. <clears throat> if you could go back in time and tell the younger you, the 30-year-old you, you know, the 21-year-old you, you could only tell them one thing after all that you know now, 
after all you've accomplished for the Lord, you could only tell them one thing. What would you tell the younger you? And do you know 90 some percent of them, even though they don't know each other, even though they've never discussed it, give me the same exact answer. That's mind blowing to me is that 90 some percent of them gave me the same exact answer. What's the answer? The answer is this. I would tell the younger me to pray and find out what the Lord wants me to do and then do only that thing for the rest of my life. Let me say that again because it's that important. They tell me this. I would go back and tell the younger me to pray, seek the face of God and discover what he wants me to do and only do that thing. Only do that thing. That blew my mind that that became the answer that almost everybody, everybody gave me. Only do what the Lord has told you to do. And so today we're dealing with that moving into the new year, which is this, know God's direction for your life. Hey, Faith, know God's direction for your life. And so, and that's why I recommended you, you to get this book, Understanding Divine Direction by Bishop David Oyedepo. It's, it's very eye-opening, but it's also very convicting. So we're going to deal with this. Number one, um, my plan is not always God's plan. I have, every believer is responsible to discover God's plan for their life. That's what we got to understand. Every one of us that's a believer is responsible for discovering God's plan for our life. I'm responsible for that. I have to do it personally. Nobody can do it for me. I have to do it myself. The Bible says, this is now I'm reading to you Romans chapter eight and verse 14. The Bible says for all who are led by the spirit of God are the sons of God. For all who are led by the spirit of God are the sons of God. And so every son of God, every man, every woman that follows after God is required to be led by the spirit. We're required to be led by the spirit. Jesus said that when the spirit of truth was come, he would lead and guide us into all truth. It's the book of gospel of John. So understand this now. Every one of us is responsible to discover God's plan for our lives personally. And when you do, that is your path. That's what I want you to see. That's your path. Stay on your path. Stay in your lane. Don't go to another one. Go, don't do something God didn't tell you to do. The prosperity of God, hallelujah, is in the path of God. In fact, I'll, I'll read you a verse of scripture that he listed here in the book. Uh, Hebrews chapter 12, go there with me. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse one. This is a very interesting, very interesting verse. And I quoted a, a portion of it uh, at the beginning of the broadcast, but catch this. This is Hebrews chapter 12 and verse number one. This will let you understand it's not about my plan. It's about God's plan. 
There, this is verse one of Hebrews 12. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance. Look at this, the race, which race? Here's the key, which race? The race that is set before us. That's the key. You see it. Which race are we to run? We don't pick the race we're in. We don't, we don't get to pick the race that we're in. We have to run the race that is set before us. Well, who did the setting? God did. God's the one who set the current race before you. So I don't get to run any race I want. That's why I would never tell my children and no spirit filled person should ever tell their children. When you grow up, you can be anything you want to be. No, you have to be who God's called you to be. You've got to be who God has called you to be. Amen. Run the race that is set before you. There's a race in front of you. We're getting ready to run like we never have, but we're not going to just run randomly. We're going to run the race that is set before us. Let me tell you something. I have no plans uh, to go to medical school in 2021. I've got no plans to go to law school in 2021. I've got no plans to open up uh, a garage and uh, start doing mechanical work in 2021. I've got no plans to open a daycare center in 2021. Why? I know the race that was set before me. I know what I'm called to do. I know what God has assigned me to do. And you know why I'll be blessed? You know why I wouldn't be blessed in law school? I wouldn't be blessed, uh, you know, going to medical school, wouldn't be blessed with the daycare center. God never told me to do it. I'm not going to do something he never called me to do. But notice, now that you know this, now that you understand it's about God, what God has called you to do, catch this now. The Bible says, and I'm going to read you Psalm 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But look at verse two, his delight is in the law of the Lord. Listen, anything God says is law. God never speaks to give you a suggestion. (laughs) That's an interesting thing to think about. And it's something you should write in the comments. God doesn't speak to give me a suggestion. God speaks and his word is law. His word is law. If God says something, there's no arguing with him. If he said it, he means it. Delights in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. He's like a tree planted by streams of water. Who is? The one who delights in the law of the Lord. He'll yield fruit in its season. Its leaf will not wither and he'll prosper in all that he does. Prosper in all that he does. Run with divine momentum in all that he does. Have acceleration in all that he does. Supernaturally. In everything we do, we're going to prosper in Jesus' name. Why? Because we have discovered the law of God. We're doing what God's asked us to do. And now we're going to see the results of our faithfulness. What have I been preaching for the last three months? Isaiah chapter three, say unto the righteous, it shall be well with them. Say unto the righteous, it shall be well with them for they shall eat 
the fruit of their deeds. Glory to God. They will eat the fruit of their deeds. Now go with me to Proverbs chapter eight, Proverbs chapter eight and verse 33. I want you to see this because when we are, when we are getting ready to do what God's called us to do is we're getting ready to jump into this season of extreme acceleration and momentum. Catch this now. Here's what it's going to take for us to prosper the way we're called to. Proverbs 8:33. Hear instruction and be wise. Hmm. And do not neglect it. Hear instruction and be wise and don't neglect it. Now, now Proverbs go back two chapters, Proverbs 6:23. Listen to this. For the commandment is a lamp and the teaching a light and the reproofs and dis of discipline are the way of life. You see that the commandments, a lamp, the teaching, a light and the reproofs of discipline are the way of life. Only foolish people hate instruction. And when God begins to give you instruction, or when you begin to hear things uh, like you're hearing on this broadcast today, it's time to take it to heart and don't hate instruction. Don't hate correction. Love it. Hold on to it. Because as I say often, correction's just direction. It's just God taking you into a place where you can be blessed, where you can prosper. Hallelujah. And that's what I'm telling you for 2021. We're getting ready to run like we never have. We're getting ready to accelerate like we never have. We're going to increase like we never have. It's not going to get worse. It's getting better. It might be getting worse for the world to those that don't serve God. It's getting better for us. Hallelujah. It's getting better for us. Better and better and better. I've been saying this uh, all broadcast. All ups, no downs. Hallelujah. All ups, no downs in Jesus name. That's what we're preparing for. That's what God's going to do. What can I do to gather up my garments in the next two months to prepare myself to run with momentum in 2021? Number one, I can know God's direction ahead of time. Know God's direction ahead of time. Have you ever been driving in the car before with Google Maps on and or Apple Maps? And as you're driving, um, you, you get Maybe it's uh, you've given your phone to somebody in the passenger seat and they're telling you which they're telling you which turns to make. So you don't have like the voice guidance on. And so they tell you too late. It's like, why didn't you? You know, that was the exit right there. Why didn't you tell me? You know, I would have merged. I would have been prepared to take the exit. They told you too late. What what is what happens when they tell you too late? You miss the turn. You miss the instruction. See, that's why you need to be prepared fully ahead of time fully ahead of time. You know, when you listen to the voice guided navigation on the GPS, it will tell you, you know, in half a mile, take exit 33. And then it'll tell you again in a quarter mile, take exit 33 in 800 feet, take exit 33. It keeps telling you, it keeps reminding you as you get closer and closer to that decision, it keeps letting you know, see, that's the key. Knowing ahead of time, what you're supposed to do prepares you to do it. Amen. Knowing ahead of time what I'm called to do prepares me to do it. 
And that's why I'm not waiting until the fast in January to get direction for my new year. I'm sure God will speak wonderful things during the fast in January. And by the way, we've got a book on fasting that's going to be coming out before the fast for you guys. But understand, I'm not waiting until January to get a word from the Lord for my new year. I'm going to know ahead of time. God can speak to me in November and December just as quickly as he can speak in January. I'm not going to waste a whole month of the year waiting to get direction. And now I got 11 months to perform and to, and to see what God can do. No, I'll know. I want to know ahead of time what God's going to do. And so I'm going to gather up my garments in November and December and be ready for what God has planned for my life. You see what I'm saying? And so we have to understand when we get a word from the Lord, it's a word to move us into the increase God has planned for our lives. That's why the Bible says in Isaiah 48, 17, I am the Lord, your God, who teaches you to profit and leads you in the way that you should go. Hallelujah. He teaches you to profit and he leads you in the way that you should go. You know what that means? It means there's a way you should go and then there are ways you could go. There's ways I should go and then there's ways I could go. And so I want you to hear it. He's going to lead you in the way that you should go. Yeah, profit, P-R-O-F-I-T, to increase, to be blessed. He'll teach you to profit. Amen. And so I want you to see this with me today. And this is number one. We're going we're gonna to take all week to show you these things because we're going to end up uh, entering and crossing over into a new year in total victory. We're not, we're not going to be limping across the finish line. 2020 was not canceled. The power of God is moving. This is the, I'll be honest with you, best year our ministry's ever had by every metric. Best year we've ever had. God's blessed us immensely in this new year. And I'm going to tell you, it's going to get even better in 2021. And the same is going to be true for you. Those of you that are faithful, those of you that are pressing in, get ready for the best year you could have ever had. So he says here, I'm the Lord, your God that teaches you to profit and leads you in the way that you should go. So there's ways you could go and there's a way that you should go. And as we do that, as we understand there's God's leading us and guiding us, get ready. He always leads you into blessing. He never leads you into destruction. He doesn't lead you into a place where you diminish. (laughs) CJ Murphy, I guess you haven't turned on the television lately. This is the beginning of times of sorrow. It says so in your Bible. This is the beginning of birth pains. I didn't say that it wasn't, but that doesn't have anything to do with the body of Christ. God does not pour out wrath or judgment on the body of Christ, C.J. Murphy. Of course we can see what's going on in the world. Of course we can see the signs of the second coming of Christ. But understand something. The judgment of God, the things that happen to the wicked, that's not for the righteous. The Bible says we're not appointed unto wrath. The Bible says where sin does abound, grace does much more abound. The plan for God's people is never ending increase. The plan for the righteous say unto the righteous, it shall be well with them. They shall eat the fruit of their deeds. Woe unto the wicked. It shall be ill with them 
for what their hands have dealt out to others shall be done unto them. That's Isaiah 3, 10 and 11. And so understand, God's direction leads you into blessing. I mean, think about this, you know, for, for those that want to point out, you know, like, well, look what's going on in the, in the world. You think that what's going on in the world now is worse than what was going on in the world in Old Testament times, in times where God was getting ready to destroy entire nations? You think it's worse now? Let me tell you something. There were times that it was so bad that God had to destroy the entire earth. But look at this. In those times, the righteous people of God were still blessed. The righteous people of God were still blessed. Did those things touch them? No. And that's the point we're making. The things that are touching this world will not touch you. It's the whole point of what we're teaching this week is that although there are things taking place in the world that are negative, it's not for the righteous to participate in. You go back and look at the first Passover in the book, in the, in the book of Exodus, uh, in the land of Egypt, all those things hit the nation, destroyed the nation, destroyed their livestock, destroyed their families, destroyed their water supply but it did not touch the people of God. Didn't touch them. Y yes, Sodom and Gomorrah were wicked and destroyed, but Lot and his family were brought out of that region before one drop of judgment. You know why? Judgment's not for the righteous. Judgment is not for God's people. Destruction is not for us. Now you can participate in it if you want to. I'm not participating in it because it's not for me. It's not for the believer. It's not for the righteous. And we're going to be blessed supernaturally. This upcoming year is going to be the best we've ever seen in Jesus name. It's going to be the best that we've ever seen. And understand something. As I said at the beginning, it's not automatic. That's why I don't say for everybody. It's not going to be the best year for everybody. It's going to be the best year for the faithful for the righteous, for those that are dedicated to obeying the word of God. Say unto the righteous, it shall be well with them. And so let me encourage you. And CJ, I hope this encourages you as well. Let me encourage you with this thought. In 2021, we're getting ready to run with divine momentum, divine acceleration, and we're gonna outrun every enemy of our soul in Jesus' name. We're going to outrun every enemy of our soul. At the end of this broadcast, I'm going to pray for you today and ask God that he would speak to you. This is so important that he would speak to you and give you a word supernaturally about your upcoming year. Don't wait until 2021 and fasting and prayer in January to get a word from the Lord. No, begin now, begin now, know your direction now. Know what God has planned for you now. And as you do, you'll get ready to see that increase as we cross over. Father, I pray now for every man, every woman watching or listening, I pray that you would speak to their heart. Father, for every person that's faithful, that's pressing into your presence, that loves you, that is purifying themselves, as your word says, dedicating themselves to what you're doing. Would you open our ears, open our hearts, speak a word to us supernaturally. 
so that we can gather up our garments in these next two months and get ready to run in 2021 by the power of the Holy Ghost. Let us run in Jesus' name. Let us run in Jesus' name. Let us outrun every enemy of our soul. We will outrun sickness, disease, poverty, lack, depression, anxiety, and even those things that were traps of the enemy to bring us or drag us back into the old way of living. We will outrun every enemy in the mighty name of Jesus. And we thank you for that. We give you praise and glory that we hear your voice and as strangers we will not follow in the mighty name of Jesus. And if you believe it, somebody throw up some emoji hands, some emoji fire. If you're standing with us and believe in God, it's going to be the greatest end of a year you've ever had and the greatest new year that you've ever had in your Christian life in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Let me know if you believe it and if you're standing with me. And I'm telling you, I'm pumped and ready to go. All this week, 10.30 a.m., we're going to be dealing with this thought. Five ways to prepare yourself for the best year ever. Five ways to prepare yourself for the best year ever. And that's what we're going to be talking about all week. Don't want to miss one of these. We're going to have them all on the podcast and we will create a playlist on YouTube as well for those that want to go back and, uh, and listen to it that way also. I want to encourage you today. What is today? Today is the 9th of November. I want to encourage you to sow a seed today by faith. I want you to ask the Lord, what is it that I can do today that will prepare me and prepare my harvest for this upcoming year? You know, the Lord's been speaking to people, obviously. I can hear this, obviously, because he's been doing the same to me been speaking to people to sow seeds of faith, things that maybe they've never done before, sowing largely. I'm getting ready to sow a seed, me and my wife, that will be, without a doubt, the largest one-time seed that we've ever sown in the history of our lives or ministry. Why am I doing that? Why are we doing those things? Because we're setting ourselves up for the, be- the biggest harvests and the best year that we've ever had. And it doesn't come randomly because it comes because we're pressing in. And so let me encourage you today to pray. Of course, you know what we're doing in this ministry. We're blessing the world. We're feeding hundred, hundreds of children around the world every single day. We're preaching the gospel. I just finished eight straight weeks of revival. That's mind blowing to me. Uh, in a year where they said nobody would travel, that there'd be shut down, locked down. People thought 2020 was canceled. I just finished eight straight weeks of revival. And now we're preparing ourselves, getting ready to go on television around the world in over 180 nations of the world to preach the gospel every single week. And I'm going to tell you something that we appreciate every one of you that are standing with us because you're a part of what God's doing around the world. And so we say a big thank you to everybody that's standing with us in partnership. Maybe the Lord's speaking to you to partner with us on a monthly basis. You can go to miracleword.com and you can sow a seed and set it up to be a monthly seed that you sow. We've asked the Lord to send us a thousand people that'll stand with us at $85 a month or more to see this world change before it's too late. Jesus is coming very soon. I see my friend, Pastor Bill Motley on today. Seeds change everything. That's exactly right. Love you. Looking forward to seeing you in just a few weeks. Um, but let me encourage you to do that. You can use hashtag donate if you're on Facebook or Twitter, Periscope. Uh, but if you use Cash App, Venmo, or PayPal, those are also available. You can use dollar sign, 
miracle word to sow that seed or at M, uh, MW give. Sorry, that's an old one. I don't know how that got, got up there. It's dollar sign MW give and also dollar sign or at MW give on Venmo and PayPal info miracleword.com is the email address. You can actually sow the seed. God will bless you. And for every person that sows the seed this month, $85 or more, we're going to be sending you this book by my friend, Pastor Joel Stockstill, entitled The Power of Daily Bible Reading. This is going to be our gift to you, those that are partnering this month at $85 or more. The Power of Daily Bible Reading. My friend, Pastor Joel Stockstill and I are working right now on a plan for all of those that are standing with us in the new year. We're going to read the Bible in three months. 90 days to read the entire Bible. But this book that he put out, The Power of Daily Bible Reading, is a powerful, powerful book that will put your mind in a place where you understand why it's so vital that we read the Bible every single day. Thank you, Pastor Joel. He said, we encourage people to sow into this ministry. Great ground. They're consistently sowing spiritual things. It is a big deal. Thank you so much. And thank you for sowing a seed. For every person standing with us, that's what we're going to do. We're going to send you that book by my friend, Pastor Joel Stockstill. He's a powerful man of God. If you missed the time he was here with us just a couple of weeks ago on the broadcast, go back and watch it. Powerful word from the Lord. But that's our gift to you. And those, are the, those that are sowing largely, $1,000 or more, on top of that, we're going to send you, this is a limited edition hardcover of the newest book that I've released, Further Faster. And it's about how to accelerate your purpose through the force of impartation. It's a subject that almost nobody's talking about anymore, power of impartation. And then of course, my favorite Bible study tool now, one of, the, one of my go-tos constantly every single day, the Life Application Study Bible. Just gives you, you know, some deeper things on passages of scripture, tons of notes, uh, profiles on Bible characters, maps, all kinds of things, outlines, gives you the, uh, background on the book, the author, who it was written to, time it was written. It'll give you a deeper understanding. It's a phenomenal tool for believers. And I believe it's now the number one selling study Bible uh, in America. This is our genuine leather edition. These are harder to find. They're not putting genuine leather on the shelf anymore for some reason. But we got a bunch of these from Tyndale and we're going to make it our gift to those of you that are sewing thousand dollars or more to stand with us in partnership. I appreciate it, man. We love you guys so very much. And um, tomorrow we're coming back to deal with another one of these 10.30 a.m. You're not going to want to miss it. Take a minute if you haven't done so. Share the broadcast. We love you very much. It's great to see everybody on today. I'm so glad to be back in the studio. Uh, I'll be back for most now of November and December. I was running hard for a bunch of weeks, but now I'll finally get to enjoy the studio God blessed us with this year. And um, if you don't know that story, uh, go back and, and read the, the magazine. If you didn't get a chance to get this newest magazine uh, that we just shipped out and you'd like to receive our quarterly magazine, we have it available for you. All you have to do is go to miracleword.com forward slash live and fill out the form uh, and we'll send you this magazine every quarter when it releases. And uh, this one is entitled Prophetic Provision During a Pandemic. And God blessed us with this studio and uh, supernaturally during this, during this lockdown year. It's been the greatest year we've ever had and it'll build your faith. 
If you didn't get a chance to do it, go and subscribe and get that magazine. Listen, you can also get our app. It's absolutely free. You can get it on the Mir on the, uh, the Miracle Word app on the App Store for Apple and the Google Play Store if you have uh, a Google Play device, an Android device, God forbid. But if you do, we made it available there. And uh, you can get it. It has 24-7 digital radio playing uh, on the app to bless your build your faith and to bless you any time of day non-stop. Listen, if you've not done so yet, take a minute to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Got new videos coming out all the time. We love you guys so much. Thanks for hanging with me today. Have a powerful day. I'll see you again next time. Later. Now that's the stuff leaders should be made of.